Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. When children love learning, they can tackle any challenge life throws at them. Sylvan's insight assessment can help you determine if your child is ready for what's ahead. It can also identify gaps in learning and point out areas that could be of concern for your child so they can tackle what's to come. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Welcome back into the Arrowhead Pride Rapid Reaction Show. I am Steven Serta, joined as always by my guy Rocky Magana, Kramer Sansone in the background, helping us keep this thing afloat. Rocky, it's a lot more fun to do these post-game shows uh, when the Chiefs are actually like competent on the football field, and when the special teams isn't a total detriment to the entire team. Um, I feel like they made up for everything tonight. And obviously Chiefs win at Tampa Bay, 41 to 31. Uh, They were in charge of this game from the get-go. And the special teams paid back for last week's performance by opening things up in this game by forcing a fumble on the opening possession. Very next play, Patrick Mahomes hits Travis Kelsey for the touchdown. Rocky, immediate initial reaction. How'd you feel about this performance from the Kansas City Chiefs? Steven Serta, for those of the people out there who do not know, I live in Tampa. And let me tell you, last night I got a text message at midnight offering me tickets to this game. And I (laughs) turned them down because I wanted to be on this podcast talking about how the Chiefs got vengeance and beat Brady in his own house. And they steamrolled over them and the offense opened up and they just are firing on all cylinders like the team that we knew they were going to be, that they could be. And I am ecstatic. There is nothing better than watching Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs beat Tom Brady. Like it's 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 borderline better than beating the Raiders. I mean, this is this was a game that was enjoyable to watch from start to finish. It wasn't perfect. There was a couple of missteps here and there, but I mean, special teams was was on fire. Offense was on fire. Defense had its moments. I mean, Serta. This was this was not as close as the score indicates. This was a beatdown from front to back, side to side, straight out to the whooping shed, you know, like your like your like your grand like your grandmama used to do, you know, when you messed up as a kid. This was this was classic textbook Mahomes read offense that we've been waiting to see. And I am I'm over the moon which is a saying that I don't think I've ever actually said out loud before, but I am over the moon right now, man. Well, first off, Rocky, very glad that you guys are safe in Tampa. Um, I, I feel like we, we kind of, we, we, we brushed right past that. Very happy. Everybody's safe. Very happy that the home is intact and you guys got through the hurricane and everything and everything's good. And now the chiefs paid you back after last week's performance. And you know, this postgame show that we had to get go live on and, and talk about that ugly loss to the Colts, which, by the way, Colts looked absolutely atrocious today uh, against the Tennessee Titans, who have also looked horrible this season. So it makes that loss look even worse at this moment. But 
we're here to celebrate tonight. Um, the Chiefs were fantastic. And I want to get into the defense. And I, I think there's there's some ways to be critical about the defense. But overall, I was pretty impressed with the defensive performance. But tonight was about the offense. Tonight was about Patrick Mahomes. And tonight was about Andy Reid, right? Like, we saw the Shaq Barrett comments this week. We saw the disrespect to the Chiefs offensive line and just disregard for the ways that they've improved it. Uh, earlier this week on Show and BK on the Arrowhead Pride Podcast Network, I read off the offensive line that was starting in that Super Bowl against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And, you know, if you look at the Shaq Barrett comments from earlier in the week, you would think they were still trotting that same offensive line out tonight. And this is what the offensive line needed. Like they needed those comments from Shaq Barrett, I think, because we've talked about them a lot on this postgame show and a lot here at Arrowhead Pride. Like the offensive line has struggled a little bit this season. They've been giving up a lot of pressure on Patrick Mahomes and they were great tonight against a very good defensive front against a very good uh, defense in general that like Todd Bowles unit was only giving up nine points a game coming into this contest. And the chiefs just dropped 41 points on him, Rocky. Like it was from start to finish, their offensive or their offense in general was looking to make a statement tonight. Patrick Mahomes was looking to make a statement tonight. And Andy Reid was looking to make a statement tonight. Like it is for all the questions that we had about the offense coming in this football game, especially after last week's letdown, like they answered a lot of those questions tonight and let's celebrate Kansas city. Like it's, we don't need to worry about them so much. I think that there might still be struggles ahead down the line and some growing pains and whatever, but they can still turn it on and they can still step up when they need to for these big time games. And they absolutely did it tonight. Yeah. I mean, if, if we're going to talk about Shaq Barrett's comments this week, the guy who, who, who was probably one of the largest victims in, in Super Bowl uh, LV was, uh, was Andrew Wiley. Right. And he, he stepped up and played a really solid game today at right tackle. You know, he really held his own. You want to talk about somebody in the offensive line who struggled? It was, it was Orlando Brown Jr. again um, for a second straight week. He really seems out over his skates a bit and is really struggling with the with the with the speed rush. Um, but I mean, that being said, he protected well enough to keep Mahomes upright for the majority of the game and well enough for the Chiefs to score forty one points. Right? Anytime your offense scores forty one points, you know, on the day, you're doing something right. Um, a lot of that was Mahomes scrambling. A lot of that was Mahomes, you know, playing out of structure and just, you know, making Mahomes magic happen, which I think, you know, we'll, we'll have a couple highlights of that later in the show. Um, but I think the, the biggest concern coming out of this game for me is, is on defense that for a second straight or third straight week, the Chiefs, the Chiefs defensive backs seem to struggle with bigger receivers. You know, you had Mike Williams, and you, had, you, had, you had Alec Pierce a little bit, last week and then today you have Mike Evans. It seems like anytime any of our defensive backs go up against a larger wide receiver, they really, really struggle to 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 high point the ball and break up the pass. Yeah. And I want to get in the defense, but I, I want to focus on the offense here at the start of the show. And you know, obviously opening the game, forcing that turnover on special teams, making a statement after last week's special teams debacle, which I don't think it's hyperbole to say that was the worst special teams performance in the Dave Tobe era in Kansas city. They bounced back really well tonight. And so they forced that turnover. You see the Travis Kelsey touchdown uh, to Mahomes on their first offensive play of the game. And I, I think what was most impressive about this performance tonight was 
one thing that we talked about with this Bucks defense was they've got athletic linebackers. They've got Levante David. They've got Devin White. They've got these really fast sideline to sideline linebackers who are really good in space and really good at coverage. And they did not have an answer for Travis Kelsey tonight. And they started bracketing him a little bit in the second half. But in the first half, Andy Reid, Travis Kelsey, Patrick Mahomes were like, we're going off tonight. And there's nothing you're going to do to stop us. Like we are making a statement. This is the first time we've seen you guys since you blew us up in the Super Bowl, since our offensive line was totally falling apart. And they wanted to make a statement tonight. And this is what the best teams in the NFL do. This is what the best players in the NFL do. And Travis Kelsey was absolutely exceptional from the very first offensive snap of the game. Like he was totally dominant. Devin White couldn't do anything against Travis Kelsey tonight. And I, I do think that Andy Reid, like probably spent extra time this offseason knowing they had Tampa Bay on the regular season schedule saying like, I I'm coming for him and, and I'm going to dial some things up tonight. And it, it seemed pretty evident from the start of the football game that they were like, we're going to feed Kelsey and we're going to get Kelsey open and try to get him in as many one-on-one -on -one matchups as we possibly can. And the Bucks absolutely did not have an answer for him. No, they didn't have an answer for him at all. And to Kelsey's credit after last week, he was the first person to tweet out, you know, Kansas city, I love you. And I let you guys down. And then on his new Heights podcast this week, he admitted that he down that drop, touchdown pass last week that he lost focus that he thought he had already caught the ball and he was focused on getting his feet down and he just wasn't locked in you know at when in the most crucial time of the game um and i think from the from the get-go today you saw travis kelsey that 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 became that proved that he's a man of his word and came out and said you know what i let you down last week i'm not letting you down this week come hell or high water i'm performing at my very very best Nobody's going to stop me. I'm the best tight end at football. I'm going to prove I'm the best tight end at football. And these athletic linebackers can run their mouth and say that they're going to stop me, but you're not going to stop me because I'm Travis F. and Kelsey, and I don't get stopped. And I think you saw that swag, and he was feeling himself when he, whenever he would convert a first down or make a big play. You know, he stood up and he and he 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 pointed to his head like I'm in your head. He went like this to the crowd. Like he did the he waved at him. Oh, glad yeah, he did the Russell yeah. Crowe. Are you are you not entertained? <laughs> you know, and I think that for Kelsey and Mahomes especially, you know, these guys do not forget what happened last time they played in that stadium. You know, they were embarrassed and ran out of the stadium in the biggest game of their lives last time. And they came back like the Count of Monte Cristo saying, you know, I will not forget. Time does not heal all wounds. I am as angry as I was then. And I'm going to take it out on you now. So I, I do believe going into this football game and, you know, I, I was guilty of it last week saying like, there's just no way the Indianapolis Colts are going to beat the Kansas City Chiefs. Like they're just not a talented football team. Like they, they don't stack up with the Chiefs. Like this should be an easy win for them. And we all kind of fell victim to that. And the Chiefs fell victim to that. Um, you know, they lost to the Indianapolis Colts, who I already mentioned look like one of that, like they are one of the absolute worst teams in football. Like they got dominated today and they looked totally awful uh, against uh, also subpar Tennessee Titans team. But Maybe there was something to them looking ahead to this game because there's a lot of guys who are still on this team who are in that Super Bowl who got dominated from start to finish. They didn't score a single touchdown in that game and they needed to make a statement tonight and they absolutely did it. And so coming out of this game, you know, 
I know the final score, 41 to 31, you think, well, like they kind of let Tampa Bay hang around and like get back into it. And, you know, Patrick Mahomes had the late interception that was kind of a, a bad decision by Mahomes. But overall, you have to come out of this game thinking like, okay, this is closer to what they are than what we saw last week. Like last week was the anomaly, in my opinion. And this is closer to what the Kansas City Chiefs are and what we can expect from them when they show up with their A game and when they're showing up to play and showing up to win football games. And I I think we absolutely saw that tonight and we saw it in Patrick Mahomes. Like Patrick Mahomes wanted to make a statement tonight. We talked about it this week. You know, he was under 500 against Tom Brady with, you know, one of those Brady wins coming in an AFC championship game and the other one coming in a Super Bowl. So he knows who Tom Brady is. Tom Brady knows who Patrick Mahomes is. They're both exceptional football players, but Patrick Mahomes wanted to get over this hump, wanted to get over this kind of this Brady mountain that his kind of that he's kind of struggled with so far in his career. And you could see that from the start of the football game. Like he was also exceptional barring that interception. Like that's one mistake. It's football. You you do those sometimes. Like we still see players like Josh Allen and Lamar Jackson, like who had critical mistakes today in their football game when they were going head to head. Like Patrick Mahomes was exceptional outside of that interception tonight. And he was just absolutely lighting them up. And he absolutely showed up with his A game to play under the lights in Tampa Bay in prime time. And if we could just get the consistency that we saw tonight, like this offense can still be scary. Patrick Mahomes can still put up points with the best offensive units in the NFL. And they proved that tonight against one of the defenses that is legitimately a top five defense in the NFL. Yeah, they did. And I mean, you go back to talking about the chiefs looking ahead to this week and remembering what happened. I mean, that goes for Andy Reid as well. Andy Reid could say that he didn't look ahead to this week, but guess what? That, that direct snap to gray was was in the playbook last week, and Andy wasn't going to bust it out. Andy wasn't going to show that play against the Indianapolis Colts. You know, I mean, Andy Reid saved that play for this week because he knew that he needed it, because he knew he was going to put up a lot of points, and he knew that he was going to need all the tricks he had. Uh, Andy Reid may never admit to saving plays for big games, but Andy Reid saved that play for for today. Andy Reid saved plays for today because he knew that 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 Mahomes was going to need everything everything he had at his disposal, you know, to make sure that they, they got out to a far enough lead that Brady wasn't going to catch up, you know, and this was a race, right? This was a race to 40 essentially. So there was no play in this game that I think better highlights that Patrick Mahomes was on a mission tonight and that he was not going to lose this football game. than the touchdown pass that he had to Clyde Edwards Lair. And I know Kramer's got it for so. So let's get that ready Kramer, because this was the insane play. This was the, this was the play that was like, Okay, what are we doing here? 360, and then just the flip to Clyde. Like, there's no other quarterback in the NFL that does things like that and, and makes it look easy. Like, you're not supposed to be able to do things like that at this level of football, at this level of professional athleticism. You don't do things like this. And, you know, maybe I think Josh Allen's probably the only other quarterback you could say would even have the balls to do something like that. But when Patrick Mahomes busts things like that out, you're like, okay, he's not losing at night. Not not a chance is he is he going down tonight in Tampa Bay when he's willing to do things like that because you know, even in that Super Bowl game, uh, I, I remember after that loss, it was kind of something that B 
became like a joke, like, oh, everybody was raving about how impressive Patrick Mahomes was, even though he didn't throw a touchdown pass in that game. And he was under pressure the entire night because, you know, we have that famous picture of him like horizontal, almost completing a touchdown pass. He was playing like that tonight, but he actually had time and he was able to make plays and actually complete some of those passes. And so this was a statement game for them against a team that when they're healthy, Tampa Bay has dealt with a boatload of injuries so far in the season. And we got a glimpse tonight uh, of what this team can really be when they've got Evans healthy and he was suspended last week when Godwin's healthy and when Julio is on the field and he can be an impactful player like that Tampa Bay offense is still very dangerous. Their defense is really, really good. Like I still believe they are one of the best teams in the NFC. And they went toe-to-toe with them tonight and won the entire football game for the most part because Patrick Mahomes was just like, I am not leaving here without a win. They put forty they put up 41 points against arguably the best defense in football. Like, let that sink in. That's the level that Mahomes was at tonight. And the thing that somebody I saw somebody point this out on Twitter that I didn't realize live in game is that little that little um, pull up jumper that he threw there to Clyde Edwards Hilaire that was a no look pass also if you watch the replay and you see the freeze frame his head is looking this way and he tosses it that way he that was a scramble pull up no look jumper completed pass to uh, to Clyde Edwards Hilaire he he looked like you know, like a point guard out there today, just distributing the ball wherever it needed to go. And he did have that look in his eye, like no matter what happens, I'm not walking out of Raymond James Stadium tonight without a victory. Like he came there to win and he and he wasn't going to leave without a win. Like there was that look of determination. And when you see the greatest football players in the history of the game, you see those certain games and you can think back like certain games in people's careers where you just like, like the Brett Favre's game. I remember the day after his father passed away, he had that look in his eye. Like there's no way I'm losing tonight. Right. And Mahomes kind of had that look in his eye tonight. Like no matter what happens, I'm not walking out of here without a victory. I want to remind you guys in the comment sections on Twitter, YouTube, Facebook, whatever, if you use the hashtag AP rapid reaction, uh, drop in your comments. We'll try to get to them at the end of the show before we wrap things up and get to the Chiefs postgame press conferences and stuff like that. But again, Kansas City Chiefs win 41 to 31, improved to three and one on the season. And, you know, it's not as if the Bucks didn't have something to play for tonight. You know, they've struggled offensively through the first couple of weeks of the season. I just talked about all their injuries, but their defense has been exceptional. And I do think their defense is really, really good. But you could question the quarterbacks they've played and the circumstances that they've been in through the first few weeks of the season. And you know, last week we saw them lose 14 to 12 to the green Bay Packers and, you know, green Bay Packers team that almost lost to a third string quarterback today against the new England Patriots. Like the Packers don't look like they're, you know, the class of the NFC or anything like that. I think when Tampa Bay is healthy and Tom Brady is protected and he's got all of his weapons at his disposal and this defensive uh, unit it is clicking like they're still a very very good football team so this is a huge win for the kansas city chiefs it's a huge out of conference win for them and you know not disregarding how exceptional travis kelsey and patrick mahomes were tonight i thought andy reed was also exceptional because andy reed was aggressive in a way tonight that he isn't always and it's something that i feel like we chase constantly with Andy Reid, especially with Patrick Mahomes. Like, you know, back when we had Alex Smith, you could understand, like, he's got limitations. You don't, you don't really you don't really trust Alex to, you know, 
win those big time situations with you and, and, you know, push the ball down the field right before the half. So you can understand why Andy Reid would be a little conservative in those situations, but he does it sometimes with Patrick Mahomes. And tonight, Andy said, I'm not doing that. We are not coming out of here without a win tonight. I'm going to do everything I can to drop 40 points. And that's absolutely what they did. Like Rocky, they got the ball back with under 10 seconds to go before halftime and knowing they get the ball to start the half, and they actually tried to run a play. Patrick Mahomes got sacked, um, so it didn't really work out. But I want to see that aggressiveness from Andy Reid all the time because he has this penchant to get conservative and take his foot off the gas, and there was none of that tonight from Andy Reid. Andy Reid, every time the offense took the field tonight, Andy Reid was like, we are trying to score a touchdown. We don't want to leave the football field until we score a touchdown. And I want to see a full season of Andy Reid, uh, of this Andy Reid where – I feel disrespected. We're, 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 we're not losing football games anymore because I'm scared to be aggressive. I have Patrick bleep in Mahomes. We are going to go out there and be aggressive for four quarters and try to score as many points as possible. And Andy Reed did that. I don't know if this is a sign of things to come. I feel like Andy Reed will still fall back into his habits at some point, but if we could get this Andy Reed all the time, the chiefs are going to be amazing. Like, like we should be very happy that this is the Andy Reed that we got tonight. And hopefully it is a sign of things to come. I mean, yeah, it, it, it was amazing. He pitched a perfect game as far as calling the game. And the, you want to talk about, you know, Andy Reed going away from his, his normal tendencies. We had a designed run play to Patrick Mahomes called today. You know, I mean, we had a designed run to Patrick Mahomes. He won't even let Patrick Mahomes sneak it on fourth and one anymore. And we had a designed run play to Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes scrambling for yards and using his legs and running. The uh, the Chiefs offense is a lot more dangerous, adds a new dimension. And 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 that's when you see the the, the Chiefs offense become unstoppable because they drop guys back to stop Mahomes, but then he has these wide open running lanes. And it feels like at times Andy Reid has been so scared of Patrick Mahomes, knee going sideways again, that he's just told Mahomes, no matter what, stay behind the line of scrimmage, throw the ball. Don't run. Don't risk running it. We can't afford to lose you. Don't run the ball. And today it was like, they took the, they took they took the handcuffs off and they took the brakes off and they just said, you know what? Come hell or high water, we're doing whatever we got to do. Let's go out there, let's play fast, let's play loose. Don't stop, don't let up. We need a touchdown on every single drive because we're playing against Tom Brady and you never know when when you, he's going to come back. I mean, into the half, we made a mistake and we gave him the ball and he and he drove down and he scored right before the half. We make a mistake, we throw an interception. Tom Brady turns around, drives down and scores. Andy Reid knew that you couldn't let up because anytime you give Tom Brady an inch, he's going to take advantage of it. So you have to limit those inches that you give him. And the way that you do that is you score every single time you touch the dang ball. And that's, and that's what they did today. I mean, hats off to Andy Reid. It's probably one of the better games he's coached since he's been in Kansas City. Yeah, I, I just thought he was so impressive from start to finish. And, you know, maybe there is something to – Maybe the Chiefs spent a little extra time this offseason on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, knowing they had them on the regular season schedule. But last couple things on the offense, and I do actually want to get your takeaway on, on this, Rocky. We saw the Chiefs go full-blown running back by committee tonight. Like It, it was a legitimate three-headed monster. And you know, I, I've mentioned a couple of times throughout the week, like Jarek McKinnon was actually out snapping Clyde in a lot of situations over the first few weeks of the season. And 
you know, Clyde had been the guy who had been stepping up and being productive and making the most of his limited opportunities. But when you talk about running backs, like efficiency weighs heavily on this. And it's like Clyde can't keep up this efficiency at the limited role that he's getting in the offense with Jarek McKinnon getting all these snaps. And Clyde did it again tonight. Uh, <laughs> two touchdowns was incredibly impressive. And, and the opportunities he had, he did drop that fourth down catch, which, you know, it's a tough catch. Uh, he's a short running back. Um, you know, I don't expect Clyde to go up in sky for passes. You'd love to see him come down with that. And I think if he does, the chiefs might've scored another touchdown on that drive. If Clyde manages to actually grab that catch, but he was fantastic tonight. Isaiah Pacheco got more run than we have seen him get this, this season so far. Jack McKinnon was still heavily involved and it's not good for fantasy purposes, but I think it's good for this offense that the chiefs go full blown running back by committee. And I say this as somebody who doesn't have any chiefs running backs in fantasy football. So I'm sorry if it screws your fantasy football teams. I think this is the best thing for this offense. And I think that they intentionally deployed it this week because it's easier to mix those guys in and say, okay, Clyde, we, we, we rely on Clyde now to make these plays and make these things happen. And he's shown that he can do that this season. He stepped up and he is making plays when given the opportunity. We know Jarek McKinnon is a more reliable pass catcher and, and blocker. And he he's usually very solid in those aspects of the game, whereas Clyde might struggle a little bit. And then Isaiah Pacheco was great on the ground tonight and he ran hard and you see that explosion in him and you see the power. Like we saw multiple times tonight, him running through what is an absolutely elite Tampa Bay Buccaneers run defense. Like this run defense in Tampa Bay, they've been one of the five best run defenses in the NFL for like five years straight. Like they are exceptional against the run. And the Chiefs, all three of the running backs made plays in some capacity tonight or did things that you needed them to do. And I would like to see this approach a little bit more moving forward. Like I I think that this is the way they should deploy the backfield because we saw we saw how it kind of transformed and shaped the offense early on in the game. I yeah, a hundred percent. I think my biggest gripe with First off, let me say the running back by committee. Yes, I agree with you 100%. This is coming from a guy who has Isaiah Pacheco on his fantasy roster. And I, I would rather see him split carries with Clyde Edwards Hilaire and then mix in Jarek McKinnon. I think it is the most effective way to, uh, to, to, to handle the Chiefs running game. And I think that it's, 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 it's great because it wears down defenses. I think the Bucks defense got worn down today. That being said, my only gripe with it is. Jarek McKinnon is your worst short is your worst short yardage running back out of all of those three yeah. guys. I don't know. And 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 multiple times with one yard to go, you try to give it to him up the gut. Like that's not his game. That's not where he's he 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 excels. Like like play to your guys' strengths. You know you have you have Isaiah Pacheco who was who was picking up yards after contact. I mean left and right. I'd like to see how many of Isaiah Pacheco's yards tonight came after contact? Because yeah. I, I imagine it's probably at least half of them. Um, and I think the best analysis I can give to the chiefs running game today actually came from Robert Griffin, the third, when he said in a tweet tonight that the chiefs are running through the bucks defense faster than poop runs through DK Metcalf. <laughs> and I said, that's pretty spot on. That's, that's yeah. the best analysis I can, I can think of. 
you know, and we'll see if they continue to utilize this approach. Obviously, we think that Pacheco is a talented player and we would like to see him get more opportunities. Um, you know, I, I think the role that we saw him in tonight as, you know, maybe you don't trust him yet in passing situations. You don't trust him to fulfill his commitments and pass protection and things like that. And, you know, you can't risk Patrick Mahomes being left out to dry with a, a rookie seventh round running back. But that early down running back situation, like he looked really good in that role tonight. He he was breaking off runs and looking explosive and just looking so powerful and, and tough to tackle. So I would love to see that more from him. And I would love to see more of rookie wide receiver Sky Moore, who actually got involved in the offense tonight in a way that we haven't really seen him get involved over the first three weeks of the season. Now we're still looking for that like monster Sky Moore performance, like his breakout game. But he's moving in the right direction. He had a couple of nice plays tonight, had a couple of receptions in this football game. And I, I still think that Andy Reid's offense is so complicated, it's going to take them a while to really trust Sky more in certain situations. But just seeing him get more involved, and you know, MVS actually made a couple of plays tonight, but I, I would love to see Sky get more and more work in the offense just because I don't think that MVS is ever going to be that like reliable pass catcher for you no that's not mvs's game and it never has been mvs's game he's that over-the-top deep threat who is going to disappoint you sometimes i mean he's going to make some great plays and he's, gonna, it's, it, and he's going to disappoint you sometimes which we, we we've seen what mvs is what he is is what we've seen so far in his career with sky Moore, i think that Andy Reid finally did what a lot of Chiefs fans have been clamoring for, which is saying, okay, we know your, your playbook is really complex. We know that it takes time to grasp. Just give us four or five plays that you, that you, that you, that you draw up where he knows he has a very specific job to do on those four or five plays and then get him involved and just kind of like ease him in with those four or five plays. And I think Andy did that today on some real quick, on some quick hitters, you know, just to kind of like get his feet wet and I think the longer that the season goes on, you're going to see Sky Moore digest more of the playbook. And as Sky Moore digests more of the playbook, he's going to become more involved in the offense. It's just one of those things where the kid's a rookie and he's got to grow into the offense. I mean, everybody wants Sky Moore to be Justin yeah. Jefferson or Jamar Chase. Guess what? The Chiefs, the Chiefs offense is more complicated than oh. either one of those offenses. And those guys are asked to just sit on the outside and win on the outside. They're not asked to play outside, inside, go into motion. I mean, it's 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 apples and oranges, you know, what what the Chiefs are asking Sky Moore to do versus the, those other guys. Oh, and Sky Moore was never gonna be uh play 90% of the snaps guy on day one. Like that that's just not how Andy Reid operates. We all knew that. And you know, if you listened to us, you would have known it too, because we were all saying that all preseason log, like don't expect him to be a day one starter and all of a sudden, you know, out snapping these veteran guys that they have in there because it's just not how Andy Reid rolls. But this has been an offense heavy show and deservedly so because they put up 41 points tonight. But we do need to talk about the defense before we get out of here. And I think for the second week in a row, one, you would like to see the Chiefs defensive line put more just front four pressure uh, on Tom Brady tonight. I think that's one thing that they really struggled with, but for the second week in a row, I will say that I think despite the fact that they gave up 31 points and, you know, a, a significant amount of yards to Tom Brady, um, 
I, I do think that Spags was really good tonight. He he was really good in key situations, and we've got the Legereus Need sack. If you want to throw that up in the background, Kramer, like this was a, a, a key call again where Legereus Need is the best blitzing cornerback in football. Like, and I don't think it's close. Like, we see him do this on a weekly basis, and I, I don't think that we fully appreciate how special he is at it because. While Ajarius Seed might not necessarily be like a lockdown coverage corner or something like that, where he excels is tackling at the cornerback position because he's long and he's big and he's athletic. And he's so good at timing these rushes where this was a key situation where if Tampa Bay goes down and scores, you know, we're, we're talking about a one possession football game and it was coming off the back of the Chiefs finally, you know, punting the football to Tampa Bay and possibly giving them some, some momentum after they had just scored a touchdown. And then the next play, Spags dials this up with Legereus Need, and he forces the fumble on Tom Brady, gets recovered by Chris Jones. Like, I think that Spags has been really, really good this season. And it's something that I feel like has been underrated because the Chiefs defense as a whole has been good, and we've been impressed with them in general. But Spags has been really, really good so far this season. I've been really impressed with him through, through four weeks of the NFL season. Yeah, Um the Chiefs front four has to get more pressure. They can't really, you can't live and die on the blitz with Tom Brady. More often than not, you're going to die than live if you're relying on the blitz with Tom Brady. I mean, the Legereus Sneed play was amazing. It was, it was a game changer, highlight real play. Legereus Sneed is the best blitzing defensive back in the NFL right now. And he's not that lockdown guy. You're right. But what he is, is he's a, he's a run defending defensive back. Who's great in the slot who can come up and pass rush. I mean, that is a very valuable player to have on your defense, but let's not, let's not get it twisted either. This defense gave up 31 points in part because the front four couldn't get home and Spags had to blitz every single down to try to get to Brady, which, 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 which set up a lot of, of man coverage on the outside or in the seams. I mean, there was a large chunk of the game where Mike Evans was just eating us alive in the middle of the field, you know, because we had to blitz every single time to try to get to Brady because the front four wasn't getting home. Um, Frank Clark, I thought was a non-factor in this game. Um, I thought that George Carlotta's had a couple of plays, but I mean, we're getting no pressure off of the edges right now. And it's not like the Tampa Bay Buccaneers offensive line was completely healthy. They've been banged up on the offensive line. That's been a big problem for them so far this year. And the fact that our front four couldn't get pressure against a banged up Tampa Bay offensive line is concerning. I mean, we, we, we have to be able to generate traditional pass rush. Yeah. And Chris Jones had his moments tonight. Um, You know, Frank Clark is, I think the one guy who, I haven't been particularly impressed with so far this season. And, you know, they didn't have Mike Dana tonight who had looked really good in the first couple of games prior to getting injured. And so hopefully he, he returned to practice in a limited capacity this week, but wasn't able to do enough uh, for the chiefs to feel comfortable for him to play in this game. So we'll see if, if he's going to be healthy for the next contest and it's a Monday night football game. We got back-to-back primetime games here taking on the Las Vegas Raiders. Um, but we'll see what they get back from Mike Dana once he comes back and he is healthy. Carlos Dunlap was uh, has shown flashes, but it's kind of what you expect from Carlos. Like he is an aging veteran player. He is not an every down pass rusher anymore. He is a situational guy who can give you some impact plays here and there, but not uh, not on a super consistent basis. George Karloftis is 
that power high motor guy who's going to have a few plays here and there as he continues through his rookie season and continues to look really impressive, but they don't have like that one dominant pass rusher outside of Chris Jones. And so when you can bottle up Chris Jones, it, it is becoming a little bit more of a problem for this chief's pass rush. But I, I, I still think we haven't seen the ceiling of this defense and, you know, giving up 31 points to this offense and those pass catchers, I don't think that's something you should feel so bad about. Like th this is a really, really good offense when they are totally healthy. Like Tom Brady's still very good. Mike Evans is still exceptional. Chris Godwin's still really good. Julio Jones, even at his age can still be a playmaker and, and Leonard Fournette, you know, made plays tonight. Like I, I still think that the Tampa Bay offense is a really good one, but we are seeing some wear and tear along that defensive line. And in that secondary, like you already mentioned, Mike Evans and, their struggles against big physical pass catchers. Like that's a theme now. Like we know the chiefs cornerbacks struggle against these dudes who are just overpowering pass catchers. Like that's something that they struggle with. And we'll see if, you know, Trent McDuffie comes back and, and if he can, you know, he looked really good prior to him getting injured. And if he comes back and he plays really healthy down the stretch, then they get Willie Gay back. Like I still think this defense can go to another level for the Kansas city chiefs. So the 31 points tonight, it's not something I'm like worried about. Like I still think that I came away overall being for the most part impressed with the chiefs defense based on what you needed from them. And especially from the get go, like the bucks totally abandoned the run and just said, we're just attacking downfield because we just got to put up as many points as possible. And so for the most part, I, I don't think you should be too worried about the chiefs defense. Like they, they did enough to win tonight. And I still think that we haven't seen how good they can actually be. No, I, I mean, you're right. I mean, anytime you come away with a victory, then, you know, you can't be entirely, you know, upset or disappointed and just be a Debbie Downer about the whole thing. Um, you were playing against Tom Brady. So I guess, you know, holding Tom Brady to 31 points, you know, it's, it's fine. It was a fine performance, I think is what I would say. Um, I think that anytime you go up against a player like Tom Brady or like a Patrick Mahomes, you're going to know you're going to have to score more than 31 points if you want to win the game. Um, you have to go into the game thinking that. So I think that I think 28 and below is considered a major victory. And then you got like that 28 to 32 is like fine. And then anything over that, your defense didn't didn't perform well enough. I think I think that's the margin of winning and losing in the NFL right now. And so, you know, they did enough to win. You're right. Uh, was it perfect? No, but it was good. It was good enough. Yeah. And I, I still think that we're going to see more out of this defense. Um, you know, they did force the turnover tonight, but they have to get better at forcing turnovers. That that's a major thing. I think that's been my biggest gripe with them so far is that they've struggled to create turnovers. And some of that's going to come with pass rush when, you know, you can get after the quarterback. And so far this season, they've been okay at it, but they haven't been as good as we would hope. So I, I still think that this defense can take it to another level once they have, all of their personnel there. And I, I still think that we haven't seen the ceiling uh, of this unit yet, but before we get out of here, and, and again, if you're listening on the podcast page, make sure you stick around afterwards. Uh, we'll have all the post-game press conferences for you after the chiefs 41 to 31 win over the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. But uh, again, in the comments section, hashtag AP rapid reaction. If you have any observations, Kramer, uh, what do we have from the audience tonight that we should get to before the end of the show? Please stop with McKinnon on the goal line. We already talked about that, Rocky. Um, so I will say we do these Arrowhead Pride same game parlays every week for DraftKings. Fantastic sponsor for us here at AP. 
Um, man, we thought we had it locked tonight. Me and Pete were texting about it. We thought we had it in the bag. Just needed 20 receiving yards from Jarek McKinnon, and we did not get them. Sorry to let you guys down again. We cashed week one. Uh, we've been 0 for 3 since then. We're going to get this thing back on track. Um, I don't understand why they used Jarek McKinnon multiple times tonight in short yarded situations and at the goal line. He's a pass catching back. He's pretty good at pass blocking. Like we thought like, oh, this is an opportunity for him to catch a couple of passes, maybe make a couple of plays that way. Cause they haven't really used him that much that way. I don't understand what the short yarded situation was about tonight with Jarek McKinnon, especially when Isaiah Pacheco looks so good. I think I've said this every single post game we've had it, but give the ball to Burton. If you need one yard, he's the only guy who consistently will get you that one yard. Now Pacheco tonight probably would have got it for you and Clyde probably would have gotten it for you, but, but history has shown if you need one yard, give the ball to Burton. And I have no idea. I tweeted out twice today. McKinnon is not your short yardage running back. Stop giving the ball to McKinnon in short yardage situations. I got no idea what they were thinking. It's it was my biggest it's, it's it's a small criticism to have in a game like this, but it's my biggest criticism of of the way that Andy has been calling short yardage situations. It's like stop getting cute, just give the ball to a guy who can get one hard yard up the middle and then move on, right? And so I have no idea what they were thinking with McKinnon on the short yardage situations. Yeah. So thank you for the comment at uh YT, I think was the handle there. Uh at Papa Schroeder. This defense is confirmed good. Offense proving they're not who we saw last week. I am a bit concerned about Orlando Brown at this point. So yeah, we've already talked a ton about the offense and the defense. So I don't think we need to go heavy into that. I, I do think Orlando Brown's not healthy right now, it seems like. And, and maybe the Chiefs are downplaying that. You know, he popped up on the injury report before the Colts game dealing with the knee injury. And then Andy Reid acknowledged this week that like the knee was bothering him. And he thought that affected his play against the Colts. And you know, for the most part, he did play well tonight and the entire offensive line played better in what I think they wanted to make a statement against this Bucks defensive line. But he did have a couple of plays and he gave up a sack on Mahomes where he was just straight up beat like from the snap. And it, he just looked slow. Like he, he just looked like he couldn't turn fast enough to get to catch up with uh, the defensive end and just got absolutely blown by for a sack on Patrick Mahomes. And so I, I tend to think that while I don't think Orlando Brown is, you know, an elite left tackler or anything like that, I, I tend to think that that knee injury is being downplayed a little bit and maybe it is slowing him and bothering him a little bit more than we realize. I mean, we better hope that he's not right physically because he doesn't look good right now especially <laughs> against speed rushers i mean if it's not his yeah. knee then we have a bigger problem because we have a guy who's playing subpar left tackle and we're paying him a lot of money this year um he better hope that it's his knee because if it's not he's not going to make the money that he wants in the off season if he can get healthy and then show something down the stretch and it was his knee then that's the best case situation for him but right now he's he's not only are the chiefs not going to give him the money he wants. If he leaves, nobody else is going to give him the money that he wants the way he's playing right now. He's not putting good, good football on tape. So final one Kramer. And if you want, we can get that Jody Fortson touchdown up in the background because we celebrate Jody Fortson touchdowns around here, but I knew it was over as soon as Fortson got his touchdown. Glad to see Mahomes get his dub against Brady. Um, 
yeah, I mean, all Jody Fortson does is catch touchdowns. Um, I, I did see somebody sent me a screenshot of a Jody Fortson anytime touchdown where I think somebody had put like $1,000 on it and won a boatload of money. So congratulations to that person. I don't have the name off the top of my head, but all Jody Fortson does is catch touchdowns. Now, I don't know if I'd be ballsy enough to put $1,000 on a Jody Fortson anytime touchdown, but I have put some bets on Jody Fortson anytime touchdowns because one thing I feel like you can guarantee each and every week, Rocky, is that Jody Fortson is going to get like one to two red zone targets a game. Like that's his whole role in the offense. And that's what he's great at. And that's why we love Jody Fortson because all he does is catch touchdowns. I mean, I think we said this before the season started that we thought I predicted, me and you predicted that Jody Fortson might have 300 yards receiving and like 10 touchdowns. Yeah. I mean, he's got two. He's not. Got two. He's got two. It's still it's not on pace, but he's not too far off of pace, you know, for it. I mean, all he does is 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 catch touchdowns. His his frame and the way he plays football lends itself to red zone targets and to being a weapon in the red zone. Um, I think that you know he had another catch. I think in the middle, well, he only had one catch today. I thought he may have talent had a target in the middle of the field, but I mean, the guy's a red zone threat. He's a weapon. He's long. He's strong. And yet you're not going to stop him more, more, more often than not, especially if you have Kelsey on the field at the same time. Like you don't have, you don't have the personnel to defend against both Kelsey and Jody Fortson at the same time in the red zone. Um, I think that we're going to see a lot more of this as the season goes on. And I hope we do because I am an, I am a Jody Fortson fan and I want to see as many Jody Fortson touchdowns in my lifetime as possible. Yes, it's a good night when Jody Fortson finds the end zone. So, uh, again, thank you guys for hanging out with us tonight. Kansas City Chiefs win 41-31 against Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They improved to 3-1 on the season, and now they move towards Week 5 against the Las Vegas Raiders, who got their first win of the, of the year this week against the Denver Broncos. So, the, the Raiders were looking at 0-4. Managed to get the win. They're one and three. Chiefs are three and one. They take on the Las Vegas Raiders on Monday Night Football next week. So we will have you covered here at Arrowhead Pride. Make sure you check out arrowheadpride.com for everything that we do there, all the content that we're creating right now. And make sure you please subscribe, rate, and review everything that we're doing on the Arrowhead Pride Podcast Network. You can follow Rocky on Twitter at Rocky Magana. You can follow our guy Kramer at Kramer Talks. I'm Steven Serta. That's where you can find me. And again, if you're listening on the podcast page, make sure you stick around after the show. We've got the post-game press conferences for you coming up. We will talk to you guys later this week. Once again, thank you guys for listening to the Arrowhead Pride Rapid Reaction Show. Again, Chiefs beat the Tampa Bay Buccaneers 41-31 to on Sunday night football. After the game, we heard from head coach Andy Reid, quarterback Patrick Mahomes, and tight end Travis Kelsey. We'll go in that order, starting with Andy Reid, followed by Mahomes, then Travis Kelsey. Here's Andy Reid. So, um, for the injury part of it, Legereus Sneed uh, tweaked his ankle a little bit. Trey Smith hurt his pec a bit. Um... Uh, you know, I think we're I think we're okay here with that part. Um, listen, my heart goes out to the people in Florida uh, for what they had to put up with here um, with the hurricane. So, um, and that also is part uh, of Tampa's uh, situation. I mean, there was a big threat there, and the Bucks had to travel uh, a long way for Todd to get his guys ready to go. Um, when they're tra- driving back and forth is uh, is really something. So, 
he's done a heck of a job with this group here. I think the Bucks are very lucky to have him. Uh, Special teams, I, I thought, stepped up today. Um, started with Lamons and <clears throat> the fumble that took place. Uh, Matt, Matt Wright stepping in, which is a real tribute to Brett Veach and, and his group. Um, I was proud of the offensive line <clears throat> for the job that they did. Uh, they were uh, they had a certain mindset about them, and, and they came out and presented that for four quarters. Um, Patrick, Kelsey, um, Marquez, uh, uh, who am I missing? Uh, Juju, and then the, those two runners, man. They well, really three runners. Uh, they just they bared down and, and really did a nice job, uh, which is big. You play this group, and time of possession ends up being a major league thing. You don't want Tom to have that ball too long and for too many snaps. However, our defense, that Spags had a nice uh, plan for them. They're very talented. They were able to get their receivers back, and I'm sure that's just going to, they're going to keep getting better as it goes on. So um, when they have more time to work with one another. But listen, all in all, when you can get three phases <clears throat> working in the right direction, it's uh, normally a good thing for you. And, uh, tonight was a good thing. So, with that time's yours. Coach, obviously, I mean, played all three phases of the game well, but defensively, you were able to hold him to three yards of rush, and I don't think may have been the second best uh, in team history. Talk about that. Yeah, um, our guys did. Uh, yeah, it starts up when you play a good football team, it always starts up front. Um, and so you, you give tribute to the guys up front. You give tribute to the, t the linebackers and safeties tackling, along with the corners. They're they're involved with that too. So we, I thought we tackled well, for the most part, and uh, um, you know we executed the the game plan, which was which was good. Spags and the coaches put a lot of time into that. The players believed in it, and they you know they executed it. And against Tom, <laughs> you know, and that and that crew that they have. Um, uh, you've got to be spot on. So they're going to score some points. They're good, but you, you got to be spot on against them. <clears throat> 417 total yards against the top five defense. What kind of message do you think, especially coming off of week, the way you played in week? Yeah. What kind of message do you send out? Yeah, so Herbie, listen, we, we we stunk it up last week. We all knew that. We admitted it to you. Um, we didn't play the way we should play, and. Not that the Colts aren't a good football team, but you, you don't uh, you don't do the things that we did and expect to win the football game. And we're still in the you know in the battle for it, but yeah, you can't do those things. So um, the guys cleaned it up uh, today, which is important. If you know if this becomes a ongoing issue, that you know, you're not going to win a lot of games. And so it was important that the guys put their foot down and did what they did. My hat goes off to them for that effort. Andy, you've seen more football than anybody. Have you ever seen Mahomes pass to CEH in the end zone where he eludes the rush no. and then spins around and then just kind of shot puts it? No, that one wasn't in the playbook. <laughs> what, what was he supposed to do on that play? What was the, you know, I can't remember what the play was. I was so excited about that one, man. I mean, he, he uh, but it wasn't going to him. It wasn't going to the back. Not that way, at least. <clears throat> All three of your tight ends scored a touchdown today. Kelsey with a 16-yard touchdown. Noel Gray with a 16-yard run. And, and Jody, when you, all three of your tight ends are, are contributing and scoring like this, where does that put your offense at, at another level? Well, oh, it's important that those, those guys have all been around here. And so um, they, they know what's expected of them. We kind of had that going for a couple weeks last year. And, and then Jody got hurt. So... Um, you know, we, we expect them to play at that level. And that to have your bigs be able to do that, your big receivers do that, 
and then for um, Juju and Marquez and and Sky to come in and do what they did, they all had big plays. And uh, Kels had that, that was also a nice catch that he had down the middle. You don't see that very often. Uh, the one behind him, down, you know, he, he's a heck of a football player. Coming off the field, uh, Patrick was like he had a tire really, you know, last week behind him. Did you sense that as you went to the yeah, he was, you know, he was excited with the guys um, in there. Um, we, we, you know, we know we played a good football team, so, and we were able to get out of it with a with a win. So, um, but he, he sure played a heck of a football game, and exclude that last one, I, I shouldn't have even done that one. So, but he he did a he did, he had a heck of a football game. Coach, the win aside. This might be the last time you play against uh, Tom Brady in the Super Bowl. Your thoughts on his performance tonight? Yeah, listen, he, he's uh, he, he's a great one, man. Uh, first ballot Hall of Famer. He's done everything in this business that can be done, and more than once. So he, he uh, I mean, heck, he's been basically doing it my whole career uh, as a head coach. So I think I was I'm like three years ahead of him, but that's a that's a long time. That's an old dog right there. But that son of a gun, can, he is so accurate, it's ridiculous. Last one by Andy on the Patrick's 40-yard pirouetting uh, spin lob to Clyde. How much does that resemble the original play design? And how much does it more seriously speak to just his capacity to create? Yeah, just the fact that he knew where he was spinning to was good enough for me. And to be able to get it off and then complete it. And for 25 to get his feet in was, was good too. I mean, that was there wasn't a lot of room there. Um, so no, that he's had a lot of phenomenal plays, and I always remind the coaches, don't take it for granted, man. One of those things, and I probably say the same thing to our media here. You know, just that, that's special, and so you enjoy every one of those, man. Every one of them. That's uh, you, you just don't see that very often. Yeah, I mean, they accepted the challenge. Um, they, they made our team roll today. Um, that's a great defense, great defensive line. And I think they heard the talking, and they heard the talking not only from them, but from everybody about how they didn't play well the last week. They accepted that challenge, and they went out there, and when they dominate like that, um, it makes my job a lot easier. Guys, you talked about not playing well the last week. It seems like you had a sense of relief coming off the field this week. What was your thoughts after this game? Yeah, I mean, we didn't play our, our best football last week. Um, and in th this league, if you don't play good, you're going to lose. And um, that was a great football. That's a great football team. I mean, that's a great defense, a great team, but they led by the best quarterback of all time. Um, and so to come to their house um, and find a way to score some points and find a way to win, um, I mean, it gets you kind of hopefully get you kickstarted into the rest of this year. Yeah, for sure. I mean, you just don't know. When you have a lot of new players. You don't know how, how everybody's going to respond. Um, and I mean, in the past, we've kind of bounced back and won games like this. Um, but when you have a, a new group of people, you want to see how everybody battles with adversity. And I think guys responded, and they, they the guys that have been here led, and then the other guys came in, came in in big moments and made big plays. Going through the, the, the touchdown pass to Clyde, like just sort of through your lens, how that play unfolded. Uh, 
Yeah, I mean, first off, I missed the wide open touchdown like the play before. Or I got like in between, like I want to lob it to him or just dot, dot it on him. And so I was upset with myself there. Um, and then we rolled out and they did a good job of kind of coming upfield, not not going on that dive play that we kind of always run with Burton. Um, but I, I was able to use my speed to get a uh, little bit of speed to get around the edge there. Um, and then I was going to run for it and they kind of flew around and I, I realized I wasn't going to make it and I saw Clyde and so I just kind of flicked it up to him. Yeah. Were you still thinking of running at that point, or how did you? When I spun, that kind of—I think when the spin made me kind of decide to throw it again, because I knew once I spin, I was going to be able to build the speed to get in there. I was before that, I was thinking about getting to the pylon, um, but once I spun, I, I realized that Clyde was open. Matter on the goal line, they didn't, they didn't use you on those other two touchdown uh, plays. How'd you like the creativity in the on the goal line call? call? Yeah, I think the, the coaches accepted the challenge. I mean, we've, we've struggled this year a little bit with short yardage and goal line, whereas in the past we've been really good at it. Um, they came up with some great plays. And then at the end of the day, the, the offensive line and uh, the running backs and all the other, and Noah, I mean, got up in there whenever they needed to get big and play big boy football. And uh, that's something that we're going to have to do if we want to continue to, to score points. Great, Noah, great touchdown. Where'd that one come up? Who came up with that? Yeah, so we, obviously that's that play we always run with Blake. And uh, Blake Blake isn't, wasn't a... Uh, available obviously um and so noah he said he did it in college and so we went back and saw him do it in college and um it wasn't designed to be on the goal line but we were so close that we we said give him a chance and uh he got up in the end zone there was a time that it looked like you were were you trying to go for were you trying to rush for a touchdown when you when you were running towards the goal line or did you know know that you were going to slide when you saw the defenders coming your way yeah i checked the little little speed option play and then once i got up i got up the field I said there was like a small chance that I could have tried to make that guy miss, but uh, he was coming down pretty pretty fast, and it was like first down, so I was winning and slid. And, I, and obviously, you know, you've been really trying to get the ball to, to Marquez in the end, but I know he still hasn't gotten it yet. But how important was it for, for, for both Marquez and, 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 uh, and Juju to play uh, a role in tonight's victory? Yeah, I mean, it's going to be very important, especially in these big games. I mean, I mean, Travis had a big game, uh, obviously, but in order to get Travis open, I mean, you saw in the second half they were kind of doubling him a lot. Um, these other guys are going to have to step up and make plays. And I think you saw Marquez, you saw Juju, you saw Sky uh, make plays, and then a few other weeks you've seen McColl. So, I mean, it's going to be everybody. I've, I've said it week in and week out, um, but whenever guys step up in big games like today, uh, it's definitely special. I haven't checked the numbers yet, but it looks like you guys use more uh, multiple tight ends today than you have yet this year. What makes that um, particular personnel group so effective? Yeah, I mean, obviously, it, it, it kind of puts defenses in predicament where they're gonna, they want to put their base personnel on the field. They want to put bigger people because we can run the football like we did today. Um, and when they don't, we, we have to be able to run it. And then when they do that, we have tight ends that can split out and run routes. And I think you saw that today with Jody down there on the goal line against a, a Pro Bowl corner, you know, running a slant route, catching it, getting in the end zone. You see Noah out there making plays. Um, it, it's, it's, it, it shows that we have the tight ends. And when we get Blake back, well, the other, the other guy that can block and still make some, some catches as well. You guys, Patrick, you got some other plays kind of close to where you were almost over the line of scrimmage. Talk about your awareness to, to when you get to the line that you, you know, hey, I'm not over. Yeah, I mean, it just comes with uh, practice and playing and, and kind of doing that. Uh, you you kind of run and you have a general census of where the line of scrimmage is. Um, I do for sure. I'm not the fastest guy running. So whenever I get close to it, if I'm going to commit, I make sure to commit and run. Um, and I think I did that today. I knew I was going to have to with how they play. Uh, I was about to use my feet. And um, I might have to do that as the season goes on, and I'll, I'll have to be able to do that whenever the opportunity comes up. This might be your last time against, uh, against Tom Brady. What was your words of conversation with him after the game? Yeah, I mean, it's just it's short. I mean, I see him in the offseason a lot now. Um, not just that good look on the rest of the year. Um, 
I feel like I, I said this earlier in the week. I think in inter- some interview where I was like, I feel like I've had the last game against Tom Brady like four times now. So uh, it's uh, until he is not on that field when I step on the field, I, I'm not going to believe this is my last game against him. Last three, we'll go one, two, three. Go ahead, Bobby. Uh, yeah, yeah, Patrick, you know, it seemed like you tried to downplay the, the Super Bowl coming back here, but I, I wonder if that was a little bit in your mind, just the, the feeling of coming back here and maybe – version that or maybe last week motivated you more but it seemed like you had a little burn yeah i mean definitely a mixture of both uh, i mean live you play like you play last week you have to be motivated uh to get get back on track um but obviously playing at the stadium i think when i got to the stadium i realized I was like man i, I want to win here I, how the bad taste that i had last time definitely came to, came into effect a little bit more um but it's still not a playoff game i think uh that at the end of the day it's not a playoff game it's a regular season game which is important um but uh that super bowl was it's still always gonna be a bad taste for me Travis Kelsey talked about the spin loop touchdown, called you the Houdini of our era. What do you think about that? I mean, Travis always has the great nicknames, man. No, it's a, uh, it's. I, I just try to win, man. At, at the end of the day, that's what I try to do. It's not like I'm tr- planning these things where I throw in sidearm or whatever it is, spinning, uh, running around. I just, I always, I always say I'm a competitor. I'm going to find whatever, I, whatever way I can do to make our team have success. Um, and uh, today was a spin and a little, I don't even know, basketball shot uh, that that ended up a touchdown. Last one. Third down. How much of that was I didn't know that, but that, that's, I mean, obviously that's very good. Um, it's um, definitely game plan. We had a good sense. I mean, most teams are kind of playing us very similar where they're playing shell, shell, shell type coverages early in downs and then a lot of man double, man uh, robber with a sprinkle of zone. So I thought the coaches took it, like I said, they accepted the challenge. They came up with a lot of great plays for us, and then the guys went out and executed. And then, um, we have another big game coming up this next Monday, so we have to kind of come with that same intensity this next week. First of all, I want to say that, that is an unbelievable defense. I think you're, the stats uh, before this game proved it. Um, there's a lot of attention to detail, and I feel like when uh, when coaches, you know, challenge us in the beginning of the week, uh, from what from what you guys saw last week, there was an attention to detail uh, throughout practice that we got to maintain throughout the entire season because that was uh, that was just a, you know, that was just showing exactly how much. We were focused throughout the week. Uh, Pat knew exactly where to go with the ball. Uh, guys that were running routes knew exactly, you know, when the ball was coming to them. And then on top of that, the O line played their tail off. And um, sure enough, we got the guys uh, to be able to make any play out there on the field. And when you see us uh, fly around and play play like that, play for each other like that, um, we know we're a hard team to beat. And obviously, you played with Pat for quite a while now, and I'm sure you've seen most of those things in this bag of tricks. But, but even on a night like tonight, did you see? Something yet you. The NFL hasn't seen anything like Pat Mahomes. I promise you that. And you saw it today. He's the Houdini of our era, man. The guy just finds ways to make plays uh, throughout the game. I mean, big-time third downs, big-time goal line plays, um, just willing our team into the end zone, willing, willing our team to win, and that's our ultimate leader, man. Man, I'll tell you what, man. Uh, what an honor, man. You know, I was telling uh, Tariko before the game uh, yesterday, him and Collinsworth, uh, they showed me a list of those guys, those guys that were in the top five before it, man. And I remember, I remember nobody knowing who the guy in sixth place was and feeling that. And, uh, and turning that into fuel, turning that into something that, you know, being able to live out your dreams, uh, to be to be on a list like that with those guys, um, 
such an honor, and I'm just blessed, man. And uh, 8-7, Rob Gronkowski, man, you can't say enough about who he is as a player, as a person, and uh, even to be in the same uh, conversations as a guy like that and the rest of the list, um, you know, it's just an honor, man. Do we call this the tight end game? And I guess what's the celebration in that? Keep it coming, baby. Keep it coming, man. We got a great room. I've been saying it all year. And uh, I'm just happy that uh, I'm happy for those guys, man. Finally, you know, feeling feeling the uh, the juice of a Sunday night touchdown. You know, there's nothing like it, baby. There's nothing like it. And on top of that, big time moments in the game where we needed to, to find a way in there, man. A third down. Uh, I'm not even sure one of them might have been a fourth down. Uh, but either way, uh, finding ways to get in the end zone. And, uh, you know. Hopefully you'll see some more of the three tight end sets throughout the season. A couple more guys. You all are having fun when you're playing at your best. Tonight it looked like that's what you all were doing, especially being able to extend the play, being able to get the touchdowns for the testing that you all were doing. Do you feel like now this team is maybe just going to have the game turn out? You all are having fun. This is just one game, man. We got we got to be able to tune this, tweak it to be able to, you know, and we can still learn from this game. There were mistakes. I know I didn't play uh, the, the perfect game. Nobody ever does. So we just got to keep that mentality that we had last year to dig deep, play with, play with, play for the guys next to you, no matter if it's 1 o'clock on Sunday, it's Sunday night game or a Monday night game like we got next week. And it doesn't matter the, the opponent, man. We just If we come out f- flying around um, like that, man, we know we're a hard team to beat. Travis, what did the, the fast start do for you guys as a new considering how sluggish you could say last week was and, and how important it is to know that that defense held you guys out the end zone last time? We know teams don't want to see us up. We we got a great we got a great offense, uh, stellar defense, special teams unit. I mean, it's uh, we get up on on teams. You know, we start they start to feel that that pressure of trying to climb back. And um, once we start fast and, and, and get that rhythm, um, I really feel like we're unstoppable, man. And we just got to keep that momentum going. We got to keep uh, keep the attention to detail throughout the week, like I've been saying, and. Um, come out here and just fight for each other. Last one. So what are you going to do when Blake Bell comes back? You guys going to use the 14 percent? You said it, brother. <laughs> you said it. I'll make sure I, I talk to Coach Reed about that one.